This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Welcome to the program. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back is the phone number. It's uh, me and him again. Uh, Pat is out and uh, making me hate life uh, because I'm doing the show. Uh, just because Pat's sick. Yeah, that's yeah, man. Oh, oh gosh, it's so so brutal to hear. You know, when one of your good friends is sick and you have to deal with someone who's not <laughs> um, sick or one of your good friends. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Sally Yates, uh, wow, uh, the big rising Democratic star of the day. This is how Democrats Boy, now no get attention. Yes, it is. This is the Wendy Davis approach uh, to uh, raising your profile. Didn't work well for her. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Uh, but you kind of take the big uh, stance, uh, you know, really with no chance of success, and people will uh, flock to you. Uh, it's, it's been criticized. People have leveled that criticism at uh, people on the right as well. Um, but it does seem to be a thing uh, with Democrats. It's not, a, it's, I will say, and I know you think this way, Jeffy, when you think about just specifically thinking it, looking at it through the prism of personal gain, which is how you make all your decisions. Uh, good idea here. For, Absolutely. For, for Miss Yates. Oh, my God. Right? I mean, right. she loses nothing. She had a job for another couple weeks, maybe. Um, and instead, she comes out and says, look, I, I am the attorney general. I'm not going to enforce this executive order. I think it's illegal. I think it's immoral. And I'm taking this big, strong stand with, you know, eight hours of pay left on my paycheck. Um, so I get fired two weeks early, and now I'm a celebrity. It's, worst, not, it's not a terrible idea no, from that not. perspective. In worst case, she goes over and works for one of the networks, and she's good now. Yeah, she's got, she's a, she's got a job at MSNBC. Former if attorney she wants general. It. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's got a gig if she wants yes. the gig. And I'll say, you know... Uh, now, that's the cynical way of looking at it, the Jeffy way of looking at it, if you will. If you want to take her at her, um, at her word, at her word. And, and say that she actually believed it, uh, I okay. still wouldn't go about it this way. Uh, a lot of people are saying, yeah, do your job, enforce it. And, you know, I will say, would you do that? I mean, ask yourself that question for a second. If you, were, if, you went in, if you were serving under Donald Trump and you love Donald Trump, and then the next president came in, and it was Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders said, "Open the borders, don't enforce anything, uh, or you know, prosecute all people uh, who 
tan or whatever, whatever, whatever is, yeah. brought you to Donald Trump, uh, you would say, wait a minute, I'm not doing that. No. Screw you. I came in here to do something else, something I believed in. And now the opposite is being done? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the press. Yeah, right. That's not how you handle it. Uh, you step down and you say, look, I, I can't enforce this. I don't feel good about it. I'm going to step down. Um, you might say, you might uh, try to work as well as you can behind the scenes. You probably, you know, you think probably the right way of handling it is not to just make yourself into a celebrity or attempt to make yourself into some sort of martyr. Um, but I think you do step down. I, I, I would not do that for Bernie Sanders. I would not say, no you know way. what? Oh, he wants socialism in and I need to enforce it. No. Bye-bye. I'm not going to be part of this. Right. Uh, you know, I've, I've left movements and parties for much less. So I, I think this is not, it's not, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with her taking a stand for what she believes in. I, I would hope she would. I mean, again, I, I you that's know. just the way it's handled. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's handled in a crazy way. However, on the other side of this, people are acting like Trump did something wrong. Well, no. I, I'm sorry. If, if, you, if you're not going to leave and say, you're not, you don't yeah. agree with my administration or, uh, I don't know, if the boss said do something yeah. and you can't do it or don't feel like you can do it or don't want to do it, bye. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Last night was media day at the Super Bowl. Uh, if a reporter goes up to Julian Edelman and says, hey, by the way, uh, how do you feel about Bill Belichick's offense? He's like, you know what? I think it sucks, and I'm going to start running different patterns. You know, when, I, when he says to do, uh, you know, a post towards, uh, you know, I'm going to do an out. Stupid. I'm going to do a slant instead of the post because his, his idea is dumb, and I'm not going to execute his plan. Well, of course Bill Belichick would bench him and then release him. Of course and he should. Absolutely. When you have a, it's, it's the same reason why I said Mitt Romney was a stupid choice for Secretary of State. While I yeah. would rather have uh, uh, Mitt Romney's um, vision for the country and for foreign policy specifically than Donald Trump's. But that's why we question Donald Trump is president. <laughs> he needs to have someone who's going to execute his beliefs. He believes Russia is not a threat or at least not a serious one, one we should work with more closely. Where Mitt Romney said they're the biggest threat on the planet. You don't put someone in that role that believes that Russia is the biggest threat on the planet if your vision you is something else. It makes no sense. So I fully support what Donald Trump did. He should have fired her when yeah. she came out publicly. Now, if she came to him and said, look, I have a real problem with this. I don't think I can execute it. They should have come to some sort of arrangement where she would resign early and it wouldn't be a big public spectacle. And that's how she should have handled it. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a public servant, that's the way that you handle that. Um, but she didn't handle it that way. So I have no problem with him saying, look, you're fired. You know, wow. first of all, he said it a lot of times. He's famous for it. In fact, it's the same. It seems to be the main thing that what am the president saying? Sure so uh, he got that moment. I was so far. I was waiting for reports that Trump went over to the Justice Department and said, you're fired. Yeah. In person. Let's film it. Let's go. I was actually waiting for it. I kind of would. would great. I, it, it seemed uh, like he should have actually done. <laughs> he should have gone to the boardroom. Yes. At NBC and just had like someone who looked like her <laughs> sit down and actually acted the whole thing out. Uh, this is off the point, and I know there's a lot of people who are happy with what Trump has done, and some of the stuff I've told you that I am happy that he's done. But can I just address the little part of you that, that was not happy that Donald Trump won the primary for just a minute? Can I, can I just talk to that group of you? I know some of you are, are, th are very excited. group of people. Some of you have it. a part of your brain that remembers that. I actually find myself annoyed at NBC for actually having the balls to air a new version of The Apprentice right now. 
You just I got know. you just gave us Donald Trump as the Republican nominee, and he's going to be president, and that may very well be better than Hillary, so I'm not addressing that part of it. But the fact that you raised this guy's profile that's to defeat show. a bunch of really good constitutional yes. conservatives, and then you're like, oh, by the way, watch us again? Screw you. Plus, that's his show. And it's Let's Trump's show. Come Stop, on, stop trying to redo it. Though, uh, and I know Trump has been all about uh, with ratings. He's been like, oh, well, it uh, looks like Schwarzenegger's ratings suck. Well, first of all, you, you remember you left your name on there as executive producer. You made a big deal about that. So <laughs> it's your ratings that also suck. Not that I think you should be doing that job right now. Uh, the other part of that, though, is his ratings actually don't suck at all. They're lower than, than the ratings when the show started, but they're pretty consistent with where the show ended. Uh, you know, when Trump's last seasons, I mean, Schwarzenegger's right around there with with the appropriate yeah, level well, of deterioration it. just from the fact that all television ratings are slowly going down. And that, from was other what, that was one of Trump's arguments, yeah. too, right? Is that this was, oh, yeah, he's, uh, his, his ratings are good uh, to, compared to uh, me at the end, not in the beginning. Right, and it's true. Right, but still. Uh, but the people are bored with the show. Uh, they, they, when it was new, people liked it, and Trump's ratings were very good. Towards the end, they were uh, you know, pretty bad. I mean, they actually interviewed one of the producers of the show, and he was like, you know, I, I had a I had a problem going to Trump because he was very obsessed with ratings, but did not want to hear that he wasn't anything but number one. So you'd go to him and you're like, here's the ratings and we'd be number 68. And I couldn't tell him that we were number 68 because he would get so angry. So you just kind of massage it to him and kind of, well, here they are. I don't know what to tell you. We're number one in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, he does the Jeff Fisher excuse with the what, what is it? What's the wording of this particular claim? Just real quick, give us the wording of this claim. We'll let the audience the Jeff judge. Jeff Fisher excuse. Yeah, give me. Are you trying to? Are you trying to? You give us the wording, and we'll let the audience choose whether you are being honest with this particular claim or if this is maybe something that shouldn't be believed. I'm the most listened to weekly broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. The most listened to weekly, weekly broadcast, broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. So what you're saying is. You're number one on the weekend, is what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You're saying that you haven't beaten anybody, any of the of the main full-time shows, but you have... Well, the main full-time shows get five days a week. They do get five days a week. Yes, they do. I wonder why... <laughs> As somebody who hosts a weekend show, I am the number one weekend show on The Blaze. I just want to make that very clear. Most listened to. Well, I'm most viewed on The Blaze. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the same thing about Wonderful World is too. I have the same stupid <laughs> argument. All right, so uh, Actually, Trump, right, you know. <laughs> Trump, uh, I get it, this is like sort of weird. Let me get the two things next to each other. This is January 29th and January 30th. I don't think the, again, the incompetence of how this thing has been rolled out when we come to the immigration thing has really been problematic. Okay. Uh, you might, I, I, we've talked about it, what it actually says, what it could theoretically do, um, but when you're talking about just the purely how it's been handled, it's been a disaster. It's been done by a bunch of amateurs, it seems. Here is the, the 29th and 30th statement. Can we see this? The 29th first, uh, uh, if we could see it, because this is, it's odd that this would happen. There is a highlighted from somebody on Twitter highlighted this. Uh, Donald Trump uh, statement regarding uh, executive order concerning extreme vetting. Now, they want to be tough here on the 29th. They say it's extreme vetting. That's, that's a big deal, right? You're making. Sunday. He said it uh, over and all for the campaign. He wanted to make sure he was really tough. Now there, a, a big thing happens where, wait a minute, this guy's being too tough. I can't believe this. All the protests spring up. The next day, they release this statement, which if you look at the highlighted portion, 
calling for tougher vetting uh, for individuals traveling from seven dangerous places is not extreme. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a little bit of a difference That's there, funny. but again, it's a type of thing you should notice when you're releasing a, a statement. That's really funny. Uh, from as the president it of the United States. Doesn't surprise me though. Um, this is actually, I think, a positive moment though for Trump uh, talking about Chuck Schumer and just mocking the idiocy because Schumer is such a pathetic. Oh. Uh, first of all, he's in the douche hall of fame, and this is sadly douche on douche violence you're about to see, but. Let's watch. Can we that air anyway. that? We can. <laughs> it okay. Is okay. Well, I noticed uh, Chuck Schumer yesterday with fake tears. I'm going to ask him who is his acting coach because uh, I know him very well. I don't see him as a crier. If he is, he's a different man. There's about a five percent chance that it was real, but I think they were fake tears. Kind of a funny. The President reaction. of the United States Here's says he reaction. thinks those were fake tears. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to dignify that kind of silliness. Let him roll up his sleeves and and put out a put out uh, mm. uh, something mm. that really does prevent terrorists uh, rather than this. He ought to stick to the substance. Name calling and things like that are what's led Stop to it. these problems that oh, we're seeing. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't take this presidency seriously enough, at least in this instance. And, you know, I have said all along, there are times he flatters me, there are times he calls names. That's not going to influence me. I'm going to do what I think is the right thing, and that's what I'm are doing you, Chuck? I'm proud of it. Are you? Uh, so, I mean, first of all, Chuck Schumer, is it name calling that's causing the problems with terrorism? I don't think uh, that's really no, the issues. Um, and Schumer, of course, has called everybody a million names. I mean, you know, this is what they call people. They just like the names that they call people. They think they're right on those names. Um, do I think he was uh, faking the tears during the press conference? Yeah. 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 And I'd like to know what the name calling was. I mean, well, Trump I guess, was just talking about his acting coach and the fake tears. Yeah, and, I guess. I mean, it is a little bit. He was taunting him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, certainly trolling, uh, as it were. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, look, was he faking the tears? Yeah, he probably was. Um, you know, he thinks this is a big moment. And, you know, again, this moment has been handed to him by sure the has. Trump administration. And that's the problem here. If you're a Trump fan and you support this action, I think we all support, at least on the conservative side, the idea in theory that we would be tougher uh, vetting refugees and uh, and people who come into the country. We want to know who's who's here. It's something, uh, despite Trump's claims throughout the campaign, it's something we've been talking about for multiple decades, back when he was proposing uh, the exact opposite of all of these things. Uh, yeah. It's been a big conservative idea for a long time. So uh, if uh, he, you know, it's good that he's on supposedly on board with this, and maybe this, I, I hope don't, so. I, I mean, you know, looking at the way it operates, I, I don't know that it's a hugely... It's not a difference maker, I don't think, for either side of this debate. It certainly is not a difference. It's a difference maker if you are about to be killed by ISIS and you could be coming over here in the next couple months. That is a difference maker for you. Uh, and I will grant that, and that is a, a major part of this discussion. Because three months is not a long time uh, to the average person trying to immigrate to this country. If you're a refugee, it is. Uh, you, know, you, you may very well be dead in three months. And you know what? I promise you the media will find the story of the person who was supposed to immigrate here and was blocked and is now dead because ISIS killed them. That will happen in the oh, next yes. three months. Absolutely. Um, what is it, Tuesday? Right, today's Tuesday. It is. So I see where we're having the Homeland Security briefing now, okay, about the uh, immigration uh, plan. Yes. Uh, order. So when did that come down? Friday? I think it was Friday. Saturday, right, Friday? So... Four days, four and a half, five days. Did you think that uh, maybe it was mismanaged a little bit? 
that we're now already having a briefing five days later. Right. And stuff. I mean, I mean, nobody look, knew what the was, other hand was doing. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're going to deny this, obviously, because that's their job. Um, just like, you know, the Obama administration denied that the rollout of Obamacare's website was a, was a disaster. But, I mean, remember, <laughs> there are no, there are are no glitches. You remember Ed Schultz going on TV saying, there on. are no glitches. There are no glitches. That was, nobody could get on. Yeah, oh, I mean, that was great. right. And, and so, you know, it's probably not that bad. Uh, but, I mean, the issue here is we got a report yesterday. It was during the show, a report yesterday that Kelly, uh, General, former General Kelly, um, uh, was making a list of people who should be exempt from uh, this ban. Right. And, and that is built into the, the executive order. A lot of people want to ignore right. that. The media likes to ignore that. But it is built in that you can exempt people. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people that they're crying about, by the way. Yeah, what about these people? They, they should all be exempted. Yes. However... The list shouldn't have been made multiple days after it was in effect. That is just like, it's insanity. You go to your own Secretary of Homeland Security and say, make the list so we have, so there's not an NBA player being blocked. There's not a translator or a former general who helped us being blocked. Well, even so. How do you not do that in advance? You don't do that after it's already been in place. And is there going to be someone that you miss? Absolutely, there's going to be someone that you miss. You're going to forget forget that? There's no question. So... Okay, we fix it. Let's move on. But to have uh, hundreds of people detained and delayed and cried about and whined about giving the opposition their talking points, their firing points, that's sad. That's a gift. I mean, and, you know, when you're Donald Trump, you're going to have your your series of controversies. You're going to have your moments where things uh, are media flare-ups. You try not to just, on a silver platter, hand the media the easiest storyline of all time. you got a five-year-old at an airport who can't see his parents, who are citizens, uh, over a long, you know, over a... Uh, nobody will cover that, Stu, though. Don't right. Worry about of course it. they're going to cover that. You're making it too easy. Um, so, uh, and, and it has affected his approval rating already. Uh, um, did you see the list of people, how long it took for, to get 50% disapproval? Um, oh, all the presidents... And went back, and most presidents get to 50% disapproval. Over time, we get sick of these guys. Sure. Okay. Um, the most popular presidents all have their period where they hit that. That'll piss Trump um, off, though. But it takes five, six, 700 days, 1,000 days, 1,200 days. That'll make Trump really bad. It, it he won't like that at took all. Took Trump man. eight days. <laughs> eight. <laughs> now, he also started at a much worse point than all of the other presidents, so it's not necessarily all that notable. Um, but it is already affecting his. Yeah, those rating. are like ratings, though the TV ratings, man. He'll be all. He will not like that one little bit. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: if you're a Trump supporter uh, and you like what he's doing, he's got two years for this, because you know. Yeah. And I will say he probably has longer than that because of um, uh, the way the Senate races flesh out in 2018. But he could lose the House. He could lose the Senate in 2018, and all of a sudden, yeah. this stuff. He doesn't get anything done after that outside of executive orders. Right. Um, and then, you know, you have the very real possibility that the Democratic Congress passes something that over, overwhelms that. Because I think Pat is right. I think, I think Pat Gray called it right. I think Trump would have rather won the popular vote and not the electoral vote, which is why he still has a, that lingering battle with the uh, uh, voter fraud, because he wants those numbers to come back where he won the popular vote. I, 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 I honestly believe that. And that's why I think that, uh, like, I kind of like your, when we were talking, we'll talk a little bit later uh, about the uh, SCOTUS picks, but that's why I kind of like your theory on that. Which I'm one? Leaning, I'm leaning toward Twitter boy. 
Ah, Justice Don Willard uh, from Texas, by the way. Someone said I said Florida on the air. You did. You said Florida the second time. And I thought, when we were talking off the air, you said Texas. And then you said Florida on the air, and I thought, uh, okay, well, he must have looked it up, and it's actually that's the guy's weird. actually from Florida. Because I, I thought he was from Texas too. He's famously from Texas. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very much I, defines him. Okay, um, I, I will. I may get kicked out of Texas for calling it, saying he was from Florida. <laughs> no, but I mean, he's. Right. I mean, he's actually one of. He's. He probably uses Twitter better than anyone uh, that I know. Um, he is a. Uh, he's one of my favorite accounts to follow. He's funny. He's smart. He knows the Constitution really well. Uh, seems to be a great choice. Again. I, I can't. I am not in the world enough of analyzing day day to day decisions by potential Supreme Court justices. I'm doing the fakey three day <laughs> expert thing like everybody else. I mean, I'm reading right. extensive profiles on the guy, trying to pull out little details. Hardiman makes me nervous because his record is thin um, on important issues. You know, the 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 Trump's not going to care the, about the, the in depth uh, right the in depth profiles of Hardiman reach for nuggets they're trying to 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 mine things where gorsuch and and prior have real actually have some work black and white issues not on everything um prior probably is the most well-defined um you know willett is 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 an example where because he has a personality outside of that world it's the type of thing that i think trump (laughs) likes (laughs) and you know what what, i think trump looks at this and he's got i taught 20 guys i don't know trump doesn't know who the best one out of this group is well he spent all this time interviewing them and talking yeah sure um but i think he does know the entertainment value you know uh, example of this is mattis uh, general mattis general mattis was a um consensus good pick for a republican to, to 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 take the position he did uh secretary of defense former general all sorts of qualifications. Even Democrats liked him at some point. But he's. But what I think Trump liked about him that set him aside from all the other candidates that, yes. that matched up, he liked the name Mad Dog. He liked the fact he could go out in front of people and say, I picked Mad Dog yes. to run this Defense Department. I'm tough. He liked the fact that he had all the quotes that were on the Internet. Yep. People were familiar with him. They could look up him being a badass <laughs> over and over and over again. He liked that Absolutely. part. Everyone else gave him a, a list of people that would be acceptable, and Trump said, I want Mad Dog. And, and that's why Willett seems to be a good choice here. Willett is a smart guy. He's He hasn't – He's he is uh, – he – he is intelligent. He knows the Constitution. He's a pick that people would like. And he's got this persona that people outside of the world uh, that care about Supreme Court justices can connect with. So He'll funny. go in front of, of these hearings and be smart and funny and likable. And Trump will come out tonight and he'll say, you know, uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I just tweeted it out. But uh, will I get up here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think... There's something there. There is something to that. Uh, but I still, I mean, really, I'm kind of, I, I, you know, in my heart, I would love to have the, the Twitter will it. It would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. be a great call. But I really do think it's going to be his sister's friend. Hardiman. Hardiman. Yeah. Again, it's someone that a conservatives did uh, pick uh, and put on a list. So, um, and obviously, you know, Trump had literally nothing to do with that list. I mean, right. we, we um, have a lot of people who did, that we know, who did have things to do with that list. I mean, it was not something that Trump had any input in at all it was all experts just handing him a piece of paper because he wanted that issue he to signed go off on it yeah. he wanted the issue to go away yep there you go um, i gave you 20 so now happy now now it's like one of those things and now he's looking at this and saying look they handed it to me i've got a great argument that this person is going to be conservative i didn't even pick the person so now let me pick my favorite 
um, you know, who's known? Who's done things that will be, you know, Mike Lee, yeah. I don't think it has any chance. I don't th- I doubt his brother does. The other, I'll That's give you another, bad. you want another long shot That's here? That's too bad. Not, not even a long shot. Uh, but the Never Trump talk radio show host, Charlie Sykes, post-Trump okay. all the way from the beginning, has opposed him afterwards, has said really rough things to Trump. Yeah. His ex-wife is one of the people on the list. And so you could see to needle this one guy that Trump would say, you know what? I want Diane I mean, Sykes. Sykes quit after this, right? He did, although he said it had nothing to do with this. He no, I know, but I mean, he time. quit. I mean, the election was over, and it was he's, the end he's of going, the year. You know, he's Sykes, done, right? and I like Charlie Sykes. I think he took a brave stand and has, has been principled throughout this. However, he's gone to, uh, you know, he's written stories for New York Times and Politico and all these other things where he has continued to say, this guy's a, a disaster as a president. And you know that's, that needles um, uh, him yeah. right away. So I don't know what the relationship oh, so between the Charlie Sykes, the ex-wife, right. If they have a bad relationship, <laughs> you could see Trump going that way, too. I think he's going to look for the flair here. Oh, Again, Jennifer great. Aniston had pieces of flair. I think that's what Trump... Uh, Trump is the guy who wants to assign her the pieces of flair. He wants the person who's going the... He wants the other annoying waiter at Tchotchkes. He doesn't want the Jennifer Aniston who's putting on the pieces of flair because he has to. <laughs> she wants, he wants the person who's wearing the 47 pieces of flair. Yeah. And the 47 pieces of flair, there's a couple in there that would give you the that's flair, great. and I can kind of see that happening. That would be really good. All right. Well, we got to take a break. We're really long <laughs> as usual. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the uh, phone number. Uh, let me talk to you about self reliance. It's something that uh, the left doesn't uh, want to tell you about because they want you to they want you to care about what the government is going to do for you. What are you going to do for yourself? Well, uh, it's easy to prepare. Emergency food mm. tastes like home cooking. Lasts up to twenty five years. Yes. I mean, it's, hello. It's my Patriot Supply. This is what they do every single day. They are delivering. Um, I mean, tons of food. And other great survival items um, and sustenance items, um, self-reliance items is probably the best way to put it, uh, to people all across the country in this audience. Uh, easy to food, prepare food uh, for only $99, plus free shipping. We're talking four weeks here. So we talk about this a lot. There's steps you can take. The very basic step that will cover 80% of what could happen to you is the three-day kit. you got to have that, if, especially if you have a family. you got to have is there, that. I mean, there's no way to get a hold of them. Though, you, right? can. you can. However, you step that up a little bit. You go to a couple weeks. Uh, it's going to knock up maybe 90%. Four okay. weeks is going to go 95%. Uh, and then they'll go all the way up to a year or more uh, to help you out, get through everything you can think of. It's 888-411-5290, the number. 888-411-5290 for My Patriot Supply. Or go to preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. Kind of a funny story. Um, a very patient Scotsman goes by the name of Steve Bannon. <laughs> Keeps getting mistaken for Trump's chief strategist on Twitter. Uh, this happens, I think, every time a new name pops into Boy, the public no sphere. All the time. It really does. And in fact, uh, you would know this, Jeffy, uh, as he uh, dis- deposed uh, head coach of the uh, St. Saint- saint Louis, then L.A. Rams, uh, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, you were getting some angry tweets. I got all kinds of tweets. Uh, you get fired? Dude, what's going on? And so every time I see, did Jeffy get fired, I get so excited. And it's, it's actually about the, uh, the coach. Why would you get excited? Uh, it would mean that I would, <laughs> yeah, it does. wouldn't be here. Uh, now, it would be weird if the profile picture of the chief advisor to the president of the United States had this picture with a teddy bear. 
Uh, and actually, that's <laughs> Ted, too. That is the Ted yeah. from the movie. Um, Steve Bannon, he's from Scotland, uh, happily married with three lovely daughters, that's nothing to funny. do with U.S. politics or running the White House, etc. <laughs> he's actually now um, starting. <laughs> it is not the Steve Bannon you're looking for. Um, <laughs> that's he has, funny. Uh, what, how many? Uh, 700 followers. Um, and he just keeps repeat. He actually responds seemingly to everyone who m- makes this mistake. And now he's actually started. Uh, eh, this is smart. Started a little Kickstarter. Uh, donate to the non. The not. This is what is it? Uh, donate to wrong Steve Bannon. If you well, arrive I here, like you that idea. I, I, it's a funny. Why not try to take advantage? If it gets a few hundred bucks, it gets a few hundred bucks. Right. Right. Why um, not? He could buy a new, new Ted doll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe you can get the real one that actually moves and talks, and not just a doll. Ooh. Hey, um, Marissa, can we look at how much money he's raised? Can you click on that and see if you can figure out uh, how much money he's raised? I'd like to know, because uh, if that works, I might be creating some fake accounts. I know. All right, Jeffy? I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, Stu. This is actually, uh, it's also known as Jeffy's Retirement Plan. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny. We'll get you to that update here in a little bit. Uh, Trump is also, of course, uh, we talked about the Supreme Court thing that's coming up tonight. By the way, Facebook Live, Doc Thompson, it's happening right after uh, the Supreme Court uh, pick is announced. He's going to be on, uh, you go to the Blaze Facebook page, you'll see it there, uh, and get all the analysis uh, that happens right as it, uh, as it goes on. But we've been talking a lot about uh, Donald Trump's uh, immigration proposal. Uh, people are calling it a Muslim ban. Um, and is it a Muslim ban? Uh, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it's a tough one to kind of uh, figure out. There is one easy way to tell, however. Uh, obviously, Trump proposed a Muslim ban on the campaign trail, so it's understandable that people would jump there. It's a policy that I strongly opposed. A lot of people in this audience strongly opposed. I thought it was unconstitutional and completely wrong. But that policy is not this policy. It's not. It's a completely different thing. And because people, you know, idiots like uh, General Flynn's son uh, tweeted about it, Rudy Giuliani went on the TV box uh, and, and talked about how he, it might have been a Muslim ban and how Trump came to him. Um, you can read the, a great article from David French. We went through it yesterday from the National Review. Now, this is a guy who almost ran for president against Donald Trump. So he comes from it from an, an anti-Trump perspective, a never-Trump perspective. All the typical complaints are addressed in his piece. We went through it yesterday. If you read it, you're going to wonder what the media is talking about because the language is pretty clear. It was rolled out poorly. It was rolled out, as we kind of said yesterday, uh, by a bunch of amateurish boobs. It's really the way it seems. It was very similar to the way Obamacare and uh, in, in that website was rolled out. It wasn't planned well. And, of course, Rudy Giuliani went on freaking national television, seeming to indicate that Trump asked him to put together a legal way to accomplish a Muslim ban. These are all very legitimate concerns. And concerns, I mean, that should be addressed. However, we've seen with Donald Trump, he, he, you know, these things change. Uh, he may have met a Muslim, meant a Muslim ban at the beginning and when he asked uh, Giuliani about it. But maybe then after that, he started thinking about the issue for the second time and changed his mind. Right. I mean, this is what happens. Um, the language in, of the executive order does not mention Muslims at all. It mentions persecuted religious minorities. So if you're in the media, I, I was going to say, if you're John Carl, if you're one of these people who is in the you know, press pool and ask smart questions every day, please ask this one. Here's to the easy way to test if the Trump administration really wanted to ban Muslims or not. Give you an example. The population of Iran is made up of 89% Shia Muslims and about 9% Sunni Muslims. In Iran, Sunni Muslims are a religious minority. If they were persecuted, would they 
be able to go to the front of the line once refugee admissions continue like other religious minorities. If Episcopalians started violently persecuting Presbyterians somewhere, no one would say, well, they're both Christians, so don't worry about it. The distinction is important. What would surprise a lot of people, I think in the media, certainly on the left, is that the import of Sunni Muslims from Iran is absolutely consistent with the language of the executive order. Is it consistent with the intent? That we don't know. My hope is if some innocent family of Sunni Muslims was facing the persecution of a brutal Shia Muslim government, we would want to help them. We would want to help them if they were able to clear the vetting process. That's still an important part of that puzzle. Of course, the Trump administration, if they did answer that, it would take away a giant battering ram for the media. So maybe the media won't ask that question after all, but it would be a smart way for Trump to handle this. Come out and say, look, everyone, you guys are the ones making up the Muslim thing. Yes, I said it a long time ago. We went through a process where that, that uh, process, uh, that opinion obviously changed. I mean, I can tell you, and I said this at the time, I'm very much team Mike Pence on the argument of that initial Muslim ban. I thought it was a terrible idea. So did his vice president. Yeah. Um, but he's changed the policy. So now we got to judge him on what he's actually doing rather than what he said he might do. He's actually doing this thing. And as of, so, as of this point, it is not what the media is making out, out to be. And prove, you can easily prove it with an answer to that question. Well, we've been told so many things now that uh, it's, it, is, it is kind of interesting that uh, it does, uh, along, well, along with the SCOTUS pick and this, it bodes well to Trump's uh, fake media and uh, the media just lies to you and uh, they don't know what they're talking about. If he, he can come out and easily, easily say... It's not what it is, and the only people that are telling you the truth aren't these people here. All these people over here, fake news, all lying to you. That's a big mistake on the media's part. They should be going, they should be towing the line right now behind him. I mean, I'm not, I, I, oh my God, I sounded like, a, like the Trump spokesman for it. They should be towing the line behind Donald Trump right They should shut up, right? What was it? They should, sh- <laughs> they should shut up and fall in line. Right. I mean, that is a Bannon uh, right. uh, proposal, although um, it wasn't really that bad. But, I mean, it is, it's a bad, uh, a bad precedent to set. Right now, like, the media seems to want to be sort of activists. Um, they've wanted to do this for a long time. But, still gotta... but you've got to question this, and I think that's a fair one. It's actually a really yeah. smart I think, question from the media, because they also could win. I mean, think about this. If you're someone in the media who doesn't like Trump and he can't answer that question the way I just described, then it is a Muslim ban. I mean, I think you can make a serious argument that that is a Muslim ban. They just didn't write it. If he does, for some reason, say, you know what? We have a family of of Sunni Muslims that are, I mean, think about, take this back to when we talked about it more. President Ahmadinejad is hunting down Sunni Muslims in Iran. Don't we side with the Sunni Muslims here? Yep. I mean, you might not, you might not like their, uh, you know, all the tenets of their religion, or you'd be a member of it. Um, but victims of things like this, you know, if we, you know, Ahmadinejad was our enemy. If the Ayatollah is, is coming down and, and hunting down Sunni Muslims all around uh, Iran, you're telling me we wouldn't be interested in helping them? You I got to believe to the be. Trump administration would say absolutely, as long as we could vet them. I mean, that's what, uh, if we go even go back a little bit farther to into Iraq, I mean, uh, the days of Saddam Hussein and uh, with his chemical weapons against the Kurds, uh, which makes them a minority uh, in, uh, in Iraq, mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing that uh, maybe they would have a, a way to get in this country as well. Uh, I mean, let's, let's find out. Let's find out. I like it.
I mean, uh, you know, I, I would like to know. I would like to know. because, And it's also a, a basic competency test of the Trump administration. If they, if they can't understand this and figure it out immediately, especially after, you know, it's been on multi- national television and radio for the past couple of days since I've been talking about it. I mean, yeah, you got to be able to, to understand on. this one. And, and I think, by the way, it would be an ind- interesting indication if he was not able to say, well, of course, in that situation, we don't know that that situation's happening. But if that situation were to happen, we would apply the law at, uh, in the executive order as written. It's an easy answer. It's an easy it answer. It is an easy answer um, on their part. I can't if they can't answer it, that then it is a Muslim ban and they should just walk away and then have at him. Have at him. You're right. Throw it at him. But you know what? If I think also, I was thinking that uh, uh, Spicer, he is not really that good. And I was thinking, was it was it you and I that were talking about? Uh, I listened to his uh, one one press conference. I think it was yesterday, and I got the impression that if he screws it, keeps screwing this up, and this could be the end of him, but this could also be the end of those press conferences. You know, it's funny you say that. Was it was it you and I that were talking I think about so, that? Yeah. It might have been because I think that this could be the 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 tipping point to that. It's one of those things where Trump likes to to do things. He doesn't like to be restrained by tradition. Like they didn't ask this, the first question always goes to the same news source. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, they, just, he doesn't want to do that. That's care. stupid. It is stupid. And you know, there's no reason for him to do it. <laughs> Why do we do that? Right. And but that's and he asks questions like that. And that's one of the things I think people like about him. Yeah. People, people like the fact that he's going to not take some tradition just because it's a tradition. And it's the same thing. Like we're we're accustomed to having these daily press conferences yeah. with the with the spokesperson. They start going against him. He starts becoming more and more unpopular. He'll just say, "Screw it, we're yeah. not doing any more of these." Bye bye. No, I'll we'll do one a week. When, I'll let you know when I got something yeah. to say. Maybe it'll be one every two weeks. Watch Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll tweet it. Yeah, it's if those things go badly for him, uh, I would not be at all surprised to see that happen. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. We're running late as usual on this particular program. Back with more in just a second. Do we have spoons today, by the way? What kind of food are we eating? What kind of food are we eating today? Chips. Pies? Oh, I'm not going to like this one. This one I'm not going to like. All right, there you go. Here it is. Uh, he's raised $40. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, actually, 40 pounds. Uh, Steve Bannon has raised 40 pounds in the new year. That's just like Jeffy. Uh, up about 40 pounds in the new year. Yeah, well. Give or take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm in the yeah. same bandwagon. Uh, uh, but yeah, 40 pounds, not, not, a, not a great haul. Uh, but, you know, hey, what's that, 55 bucks, something like that, $52, something like that. Still pretty good. Um, why not? Uh, it's 50 bucks he didn't have. Right. You know, and now he's got this new attention. Maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll up that to 41 pounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for him. I actually kind of like the. I like the guy just from the perspective. Unless he's of, playing with it a little bit. He's not yeah. mad. He's not angry. I got it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking it's the wrong guy. And then let's have some fun with it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? And 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 he's kept his profile picture the same, which is. <laughs> and, and what'd you get? Ex- increased uh, scrutiny? You think maybe maybe you'd take a different picture? No. He's leaving that one there, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, news networks: ABC, CBS, NBC actually decided to point their cameras at the March for Life rally for basically the first time in history. Uh, They spent 21 minutes, 52 seconds, covering the 44th annual March for Life, which took place Friday. Uh, The uh, three network, only ABC covered the 2016 version for 35 seconds. Wow. So 37 times the coverage. Uh, The story's up on the blaze if you want to see the numbers, but, I mean, that's a a really 
you know, we goaded them into it, apparently. We have. Finally. Oh, yes. And, you know, again, this is, for all the things I don't like about Trump, this is the type of thing that, that he does well. Um, he drew attention to this, I think, by, um, and more, more, more than him, his supporters uh, and defenders said, well, you're not going to cover, you're talking about those protests, are you going to talk about these? And so the, the networks were right. like, ah, put some freaking cameras out there and show those pro-life and, nuts. Yep, and he sent, I mean, he sent Conway out there and he sent Pence out there to speak. Yeah, so, Pence I mean, spoke. I mean, they first, had to. And he was the first VP to ever speak. Yeah, I mean, um, they had to pretty much look, cover that. No one doubts Pence is legitimately pro-life. Um, you know, t- no, Trump, no. Trump, I don't know. You know, I mean, I think, I think it's not a passion part of his personality, but I do think at this point, uh, it was the one thing he's kind of was able to identify a, uh, uh, no, a so, yeah, keep pivot point. I think, his, I, I think his pivot point is, eh, keep him alive now. Eh. I think he probably is pro-life at this point. Oh. I don't know. That's a, I don't think that's by far. It's not the thing that drives him. Right? No I mean, But I mean, I think he probably is. The other thing about Trump, which is interesting, and look, people made these points to us uh, behind the scenes many times, is that he might not have strong opinions on a lot of these issues, even though he acts like he has strong opinions on everything. Um, but he will wind up siding with the people who side with him. So if, you know, in a tough moment, if you come out and defend the guy, uh, then he will, in, when your pet issue comes up, he'll be on your side because he doesn't really yeah, care. Or he doesn't really care about these issues per se. He's been on both sides of them for so long. He'll pick the one that's in front of him that helps the people that are helping him. Right. And, I mean, that's his argument, right, to uh, getting uh, the best people in positions to go and do their job and come back to him and say, this is uh, what we're asking uh, if you choose, and I think that this is the best. All right, go with that. Yeah. Or, I mean, whatever, whatever it is. I mean, so he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to read all about it. He doesn't have He could be Mr. CEO. Mr. Big Shot Money Guy, who he is, right? I mean, that's the whole point. So I think that if he, I was thinking about this, he's, everybody's saying that he's you know, on fire, working hard, going crazy. I think if, after he gets everything in place here in the first 100 days, um, then he can kick back. Just go. He doesn't have to work so hard. He can get up and tweet every morning at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Hey, yep, I've got a rose garden ceremony at 10. See you then. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. know. I don't think he ever. I don't know. I think he, you know, like, one thing I will say about Donald Trump, and I made this point throughout even the primary, the man has energy. Absolutely. And he wants to tell everybody he's getting things done. And so I don't think that's, that's ever going to stop. Even if they're not huge things, I think he's going to make big deals out of them. I mean, that was his point um, through the whole thing. Like, you're yeah. low energy. you got no energy. Let's go. Let's get Let's get going. He's been that way his entire life, right? Mm. Oh, if you, if you like that sentence, you're going to love the next segment. It's Jeffy time coming what? up next. Yeah. You want to prepare something while we're in the commercials? At least come up with. Oh, now I got to actually look for something. I mean, that'll be helpful. Whatever. It's Jeffy time. It happens at the same time every day. People know to avoid the show when it happens. This is why I don't prepare anything. Oh. <laughs> some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome to Pat's Do. Let's start off with Illinois Lottery for just a second and then we'll move on to the SAG Awards, which was agonizing on Sunday night. Just want to quickly point out before you start that you're not, you have no prep for this segment. You're actually reading the story off your phone. So uh, why don't you tilt your uh, little, your prep thing down there a little bit so people can see. 
And you're just reading this story off of your phone because he didn't bother to do any prep no, for the segment that he does true. every that's day. That's not true. My day. computer is about ready to die. My laptop. Every day. Notice, on, notice, no laptop? Don't try to talk your way out of this. Don't filibuster. Say your stupid story. You know something stupid here? I am. So you sick. and Look I. At this. Oh he, my this God. is more of the filibuster. Um, He's got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois lottery. Yes. Not paying anyone over $600 until they get their, uh, until they get their finances in order. <laughs> People have won millions of dollars. Nope, we're not going to pay you right now. This is like the Trump immigration I ban. Would I would burn that state down. I'd be there, if, if you want to talk about rioting, upset, protesting, signs, if I won the lottery, if I won the lottery in Illinois and they said no, Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, is it uh, this is similar to the feel of the Muslim ban, the initial Muslim ban from Donald Trump. And that like, uh, we're going to ban all Muslims until we can figure out what the hell is going on. (laughs) Right. You're what? You can tell you can figure out what the hell is going on. I mean, it's like we're not going to pay any lottery prizes until we can figure out what the hell is going on. So wait for that. At some point, that's going to happen. So the SAG Awards, Sunday night, I, I was watching it off and on, and I missed some of the better, ridiculous uh, winning speeches from uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all saw Lots that. Lots of anti- and, anti-Trump Oh, stuff. my gosh, yeah. yes. I and it was, that, yeah. It was bad. And I'm telling you, what, before we get to the video that really caught me off guard on Sunday night, the uh, Oscars and the Grammys could just be the end of them this year. Now, I'm telling you, man, the left is going to love it. They a freaking party out of control. Remember, Michael Moore got booed when he made a speech uh, at the Grammys. That's not going to happen this year. They're out of control. So I'm watching the SAG Awards and Michelle Dockery uh, comes out to give. And I forget who she's with. Who cares? uh, Comes out to uh, give an award away. And uh, I am unbelievably stunned that she does not stop blinking. Hmm. So I recorded it with my wife. And, uh, we, uh, Let's see, see if we can count the blanks here. She will not stop. Okay, Look at this. a close-up. Blinking, Hold on. Blinking. Don't take your eyes off of her. Okay, 1, 2, stop 3, blinking. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, stop 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 6, 7, 8, 9, 30, 31, 2, 3, 4, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 40. Please take her off the screen. Wow, 40 blinks. Oh, my gosh. Now, a lot of people were saying that she was actually blinking in code, and she was in trouble and needed help. So, <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know if yeah, she was, it. man. Sorry, Michelle, I couldn't come and help you. And she didn't. She was probably hoping for help from you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>